0: Need Memorial Day plans? Look no further than the Heroes Honor Festival. Join Toby
1: Keith,
0: Justin Moore, Craig Morgan, and special guests, including Ron DeSantis, in honoring our veteran heroes May 27th and 28th at the Daytona Speedway. Every ticket purchase sponsors a veteran to attend. Plus, enjoy activities for the whole family. Kids 12 and under free. Get your tickets today at HeroesHonorFestival.com. That's HeroesHonorFestival.com.
2: Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. Three,
0: two, one, gentlemen, start your agenda. Not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass.
3: Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started. We are now joined by today's winner of the Dutch Boy 150 here at Kansas Speedway, Nick Sanchez. Nick,
4: two in a row here at Kansas Speedway for you. How excited are you to, to, to bring it home on a really hot day like this? Yeah, you know, uh, this race was definitely, I feel like, a lot harder on our car than the other one. You know, the other one, uh, I think we came alive a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, the, the track was totally different. Um, I feel like the balance of the car changed a lot, but I'm, I'm happy with the way it turned out. Um, Obviously, I think I would have liked to race the 18 and the 20 there because I think we might have had the speed form, um, but uh, inevitably, we were just taking care of our stuff there and uh, came home with it.
3: Okay. We're going to open the floor for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll go to Todd.
5: Thanks. Uh, Todd Engel with the Kansas City Star. So can you walk us through your vantage point of what happened between the 18 and 20 because it looked just like
3: it came out
4: of nowhere, and obviously, you were able to
3: take advantage of that.
4: Yeah, I think the 18 was just fishing a little bit too hard there in the bottom, and you know, obviously, air, side force here is everything. And he, he, you know, the 20 took it off of him, and they both uh, hit the wall. Um, I saw it coming. You know, he started off pretty free, so it was to my advantage to stay in the bottom, and I could, uh, I could capitalize on his mistakes on restarts. And
5: then just one more quick follow-up: It's your second straight win here at Kansas. What have you figured out about this about this track, or what about this track, kind of
3: suits uh, your style?
4: Um, it's a lot of momentum. Um, you know, this was my first mile and a half, so uh, I learned learned the hard way here. But it's all momentum, and you have to – your cars to allow you to keep up uh, momentum uh, as much as possible. So uh, all momentum.
3: Nick, deep Post with MRN. During a portion of that race, you and Raja were mixing it up pretty good out on the racetrack. What's that like, racing with a teammate like that, respecting, racing hard? What's what's the balance, and, and how does that work for you?
4: Um, yeah, obviously, you know, Raja's like – I would say – in mile and a half from the Yorker Series, probably the first team first team that I got to race with. So we raced really hard and respectful, um, and we're mindful that we both race for the same team. So if someone wrecks, you know, it kind of puts both cars back. So, uh, you know, we have to be mindful uh, of that, but still, we both race uh, really aggressive, and you guys have probably seen that.
3: Uh, cable Vestal with Speedway Digest. Uh, Nick, second win this year. He won the last race Yorker the Arca race at uh, Talladega. Um at kansas as well that's got to feel pretty good for a championship round this year
4: yeah um i'm starting to get into the rhythm of of this you know this was probably the first race I actually led more than three laps so that was nice to to get up front and see what clean air really did um but yeah you know we just gotta you know keep our head down you know we're not tearing up cars and making them go faster and that's the goal randy
1: yeah randy kovitz kansas city star when you won here last fall, you also announced you were going to do uh, a limited Xfinity schedule this year. So are you doing that, and will one of those Xfinity races be here when you're back uh, for ARCA?
4: Yeah, no, uh, we actually just announced I'm adding six more, so my next one will be uh, Charlotte at the end of the month. Um, I'll do, do a doubleheader there with the ARCA car and uh, the Xfinity car, and then uh, my second-to-last race will be at Kansas, another doubleheader here in the ARCA car and Xfinity car. So really looking forward to uh, mixing it up in that uh, in that class and uh, seeing what we can do. Harry. Uh,
2: Harry Loomis, Griffin Media. Nick, um, I talked to Raj and he was talking about um, how consistency is going to matter in this championship hut, and uh, the wins are going to help too. How important is it now that you have two wins, adding on to that?
4: Um, yeah, it's a good foundation for me and my team. Um, like like uh, like I said earlier, you know, it allows us to work in the car and make it faster. We're not replacing fenders. Um, uh, and, you know, we have work to do. We have speed to find. And, uh, obviously, if I didn't do a burnout, we're going to take that car to Charlotte. So we'll continue we'll continue to make it faster and faster, and uh, I look forward to it.
3: Good deal. Do we have any additional questions for our race winner? Well, Nick, congratulations, and uh, good luck the rest of the season. We look forward to seeing you back here at Kansas Speedway in the NASCAR Xfinity Series here in September.
4: Appreciate it, Matt.
3: Take care.
1: Boy, Kyle, uh, I think we're going to see a few more wins out of Nick for the years out. Uh, and Rajah Caruso, uh come in second, man. I'm telling you, that they, tell they they work. And of course, uh, you got you got to get home with the fenders on to be the winner. And, and some of the guys didn't come home with the fenders, Kyle.
2: Yeah, uh, some of those races in ARCA, they get really strung out, but uh, the top two are pretty close, uh, 7 tenths of a second at the end. Uh, tough day for uh, Corey Heim and Drew Dollar, uh, probably the two fastest cars in the field getting together and uh, wrecking right after the halfway break, so um, unfortunate for them, uh, both of them getting damaged and you know their days coming to an end, so... Uh, good one for Nick Sanchez, uh, first time in his career to back Bat- Barker races, two in a row at Kansas, and also Talladega and Kansas back-to-back, so uh, looking good for him. You know, as you mentioned, six races in, in the B.J. McClane Motorsports car in the Xfinity Series, Pocono being one of them on July 23rd as well, so uh, got a lot looking up for him and uh, made his debut at a... Phoenix with uh, BJ McCloud and we had him on uh, the week after his Talladega wins. So uh, hopefully we can get him back on, get Rajab on. Uh, Rajab's been knocked on the door of Victory Lane second. Um, I think that first win's right around the corner. So um, yeah, it's good to see uh, Rev Racing, you know, get a 1-2 finish out of that. uh, Daniel Dyke coming home third after being reinstated. Uh, Gustine finishing fourth for Veterini Motorsports. And Connor Mosack in the uh, Brent Holmes Racing Machine coming home a strong fifth. So there's your top five. And uh, good run for the Wayne Peterson bunch, too. 11th for Zachary Tinkle. Uh, one lap off of Tony Breidinger. Not too bad, Rowdy, uh, you know, especially with the circumstances.
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, difference between the rides. Uh, Wayne's come a long way, though. Let me tell you, that, that car, and hey, don't, uh, Zachary's a heck of a wheel guy. I mean, come on, let's give him a little credit here. He's He's been able to bring that car home all in one piece, so I'm always glad to have Zachary on, uh, Kyle. So we got Bryce calling in here in a few minutes, Kyle. Looking forward to talking to Bryce about uh, Kansas and Dutch Boy 150.
2: Could be a good interview. i uh, never had him on before. I know he's with his own team, and now he's driving for Fast Track. So it would be interesting to see what uh, his his, one, his point of view was from Kansas.
1: Kyle, I going to tell you what. Uh, if anything come out of uh, this next-gen car, is they've built a car that can race on those, mild, those intermediate tracks. I, I think we're getting some good racing right now. Out of the, out of the tracks that we used to think stunk.
2: Arc has been putting on some good races lately, um, still have the Cup Series. Um, just, uh, he had a good, had three good races, really. I mean, other than Zane Smith dominating the truck race, uh, you know, good, good Cup race, good ARCA race. Um, it was kind of close, you know, uh, had everything and you know, top two, of course, um, there up front in the ARCA race. So Drew Dollar uh, misjudged it, so... Uh, just, uh, that's just how it goes. And I'm not sure what's next on the arc of schedule, Rowdy. I want to say it's Charlotte, but, uh, I can't, I can't confirm that. Um, I know Charlotte's coming up soon and then, um, you know, they'll be headed to, uh, I think it's, I want to say Berlin or Elko. I'm not sure. I have to look at the schedule, Rowdy.
1: Well, they're headed to Charlotte. Uh, Kyle, let's, let's bring on our first guest for tonight. I'd like to welcome to the show. He was racing at Kansas City in the Dutch Boy one fifty, Bryce Hangenberg. Welcome, Bryce. Thank you. Um, hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're quite welcome, my friend. Uh Bryce, uh just kinda get us started and, and everybody tell us how you how you got started. What what made you want to become a race car driver?
6: Um, it all started just one day as I was eight years old and my dad brought home a go kart and surprised me with it and Ever since then, I've raced my whole my whole life. So, at, from go karts, what did you step up into, Bryce? Um, well, I raced go karts for ten years, and then after that, I jumped into lightning sprints, which is a smaller form of like a bigger sprint, but bigger than one of those micros. Yeah. And I've raced those for four years now.
1: So, had you had any stock car experience before you come into the Arca, Menard Series?
6: I've had no zero, zero stock car experience and zero, zero pavement experience. It's a big difference, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's a big difference coming from dirt. So,
1: coming off dirt, and you're and you're headed to Talladega to face. That big two two point two mile track. What was your feelings when you come into the tunnel to
6: see what that track looked like? Knowing what was, it was your, what it was, was your feeling. It was definitely eye opening for sure. Um, just looking at the banking, and just just how huge the facility was. It was definitely something I've never been to or seen before. So it was it was an eye opening experience and something. It's a, it's a feeling you can't explain
1: well you finished eighteenth that's not a bad hey, that's not bad
6: yeah we we were pretty happy with it um racing for a small team- um self funded we were we were happy to finish um in the top twenty without a scratch and zero problems so we we thought it was a pretty good day
1: so what's it like being around andy hillenberg
6: and, and fast track racing? Um, I love those guys. They are they've helped me so much, um, get started in this um arca career of mine and I can't thank those guys enough. They do they do so much and Andy himself is a great coach. He gets on the radio every race and he makes sure, he makes sure to kinda of walk me through things and explain things in a very detailed way to me. Um, I couldn't I couldn't do anything without those guys. So
1: you you get done with Talladega, you kind of head over to uh, walk us through Kansas. The difference between Talladega and Kansas.
6: Yeah, um, I think being at Talladega, um, the speed-wise kind of helped me for Kansas, um, made it not seem as fast. So I kind of got used to that. I got used to running at a really fast speed close to many cars so i think that helped a lot um we didn't use much braking in kansas so that that kind of helped too using no brakes in talladega um just kind of work the throttle i guess
1: so bake you just working off the feel of the car
6: yep yep working off the feel of the car
1: so, uh what's what's your plans for the rest of the year?
6: Um, we might try to hit Charlotte. Um I graduate that weekend so if we pull some strings and work something out, I'll be in Charlotte and then after that we're just kinda seeing what we can what we can make and afford after that.
1: well you fit, started sixteenth it started off on uh what was it, sixteenth? And then you finished start date, yep, that's correct,
2: hey, Bryce, you got Kyle here. uh, my first question for you is, uh what's it been like competing in the Arkham and Menard series, and um you know what's 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 what have you gotten out of it so far?
6: Um, I've really enjoyed competing in the Arkham and Menard series, um coming from dirt and starting to get some pavement background um it's it's been really fun, and it's just a it's another um path in racing that I kind of wanna take to the next level and it's always been a dream of mine to make it a career, so kind of opening up that avenue for me it's been it's been really cool and um each race I'm gonna keep improving and getting better as a driver and um working with my team to keeps getting better finishes.
2: My second question for you is, uh, what racetrack are you looking forward most to? I know you mentioned you're going to try maybe try Charlotte. Um, you know what? What else? Uh, what other track maybe are you looking forward to to racing on?
6: I I have actually um really been looking forward to Charlotte. I know that's a it's a bigger track and a faster track. Um, those are more of my favorite, being at. Daytona and Talladega, the bigger tracks have been more of my liking, so I'm pretty excited to hopefully make it to Charlotte.
2: My last question for you is: Can you please talk about your dirt experience? Um, you mentioned you were on dirt, um, you know. So how, how did how has that been? You know, how did how did you get into dirt racing, and you know what kind of made you want to go to a stock car?
6: Um, I started dirt racing because that's pretty much all we have um where I'm from. I live in North Dakota and we have dirt tracks all around us. And um I've looked up to Donnie Schatz my whole life. He he grew up and is from right where I am and he's been a mentor of mine for years. So that's why I always wanted to get into sprint cars and when I did I excelled fairly quickly and um, started making lots of progress and getting wins and more wins and started um, racing national events and winning those, too. So um, I've always loved the dirt, and I plan to continue racing dirt and sprint cars. And for the pavement, we wanted to try try out pavement and see how far that takes us and just open up more doors for me as a race car driver for potentially a lifelong career. So, Bryce,
1: Arkham races at Decoy and Springfield and Dirt, and those are absolutely two iconic tracks that, that hopefully you'll get to run and be part of the Arkham series.
6: Yeah, I I certainly hope that I can make those those two Dirt races for the Arkham series and see how similar or different it is compared to the pavement and if i excel in those dirt races or not but certainly hope to make those and see how well i do
1: uh bryce let's talk about the people that you want to thank that helps you get to where you
6: at to the track each week to where you're at today um I, I gotta start off by thanking um my dad he he's provided me everything and he's He's helped me live my dream and without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I gotta thank all my family. They support me through everything. They've, they've been behind my back the whole way. Um, I gotta thank Andy Hillenberg too. He he was the one that gave me my first chance and him and the fast track team has really helped me improve and given me the opportunity to drive in the Arkham Island series. So without those guys, I also wouldn't have any shot at this. So i got to thank all those people for helping me get to where I am today.
1: Well, I know you've already found out that everybody in the Arkham Menard Series, the officials and all, it's just one big family, isn't it, uh, Bryce?
6: Arkham Menard Series, um, they they treat everybody very well. I know um, Ron Drager always makes makes it um, a point to get over and talk to me and um we have conversations at every race I go to so I really appreciate him showing and showing that he cares about um not not just the top drivers but all the drivers and all the all the ARCA Menards officials treat everybody the same yeah, it's a great
1: group of people. I mean, I've been around that garage probably close to 11 years, and I'm telling you, friendship's just uh, unbelievable. Uh, let's talk about your sponsors,
6: Bryce, before you get out of here. Um, my sponsors are Magnum Contracting, which is my dad's company. Um, he started that and owns it. And our family farm, Halgebrig Farms, um, gives us what we need to be able to go to the track every week also.
1: Bryce, where can they follow you and keep up with you for
6: the upcoming race at Charlotte? You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Bryce Hagelberg Racing. All right.
1: Bryce, thanks a lot for being part of the show and looking forward to having you on again, my friend. I, pre-
6: I appreciate your time, and thanks for inviting me onto your show.
1: All right,
2: guys. Thanks, Bryce.
6: Yep. Uh, Need Memorial
0: Day plans? Look no further than the Heroes Honor Festival. Join Toby Keith, to Justin Moore, Craig Morgan, uh, and special guests including Ron DeSantis in honoring our veteran heroes May 27th and 28th at the Daytona Speedway. Every ticket purchase sponsors a veteran to attend. Plus, enjoy activities for the whole family. Kids 12 and under free. Get your tickets today at HeroesHonorFestival.com. That's HeroesHonorFestival.com
1: all right man, uh kyle not a whole lot of asphalt experience that he's racing at talladega and finishes 18th not a not a bad finish for somebody that's not been on a lot of asphalt
2: yeah he's been coming up through the ranks and uh you know now he's par- partnered with annie hillenberg so um yeah he's been doing doing okay uh you know, getting that that experience, which is key, uh, running at you know Daytona, Talladega, Kansas. You know, the Super Speedway, the General Tire Super Speedway Challenge, very important. Um, don't I wonder if he, you know he said possibly Charlotte? Um, that's always been a staple on the ARC schedule, at least for the last you know uh, you know like 25 years. So um, you know, Charlotte's always a good race. I like Charlotte. I like. I think it belongs on the schedule, and uh, it's good to be in a stock car world of everything. And uh, yeah, it'll be there for the general tire. I think it's a general tire one fifty. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the name of the race is. That's how that, that's what's been since they've been back to Charlotte.
1: It's, it's the general so, tire. Uh,
2: yeah, looking forward to that one. I think that's the next one on the schedule. If there's if one in between, I apologize, but um, yeah, that, that'll be on a Cole 600 weekend, and uh, be right. I think they're running it before the truck race that night. So um, double header well, on tap. So you can't beat that.
1: Well, Kyle. Uh, Zane Smith wins number three in the Truck Series. What about that?
2: Dominated. Uh, I think it led 108 laps of the 167, so um, or 134. So uh, yeah, it was a dominating victory for Zane Smith. I think right now he's probably the championship favorite. Uh, you know, they've been running really good, uh, winning that Daytona Coda, and now. Kansas you know they've kind of circled off all of them super Speedway, mile and a half and road course so team is good you know front row motorsports you know there are no slouches and they've been really showing their hand here lately in the truck series Kyle Busch Motorsports have been up there too uh I mean you know look at look at Chandler Smith he finished fourth uh John Hunter Nemechek won the pole uh, Corey Heim had a pretty rough Saturday at Kansas, uh, you know, crashing out in the arca race and then uh getting in the wall in the truck. So uh, you know, another good run by Ty Majewski, second for Thorsport. He he does his best career finish. Uh yeah. Uh it was an interesting night. Um, you know, Ben Rhodes I think was in the top five for a while, so kinda had a had a bunch of different guys up there. I know Stuart Friesen kinda dropped toward the end um was running his highest third and ended up fourteenth, so um yeah, Kansas definitely had a lot to produce, uh, you know, and another mile and a half in the books, uh, three races, you know, the doubleheader on Saturday and also the cup race on Sunday. So three races rowdy in the books, and now we, we turn our attention to the all-star race.
1: Yes, uh, sir. So I'm going to bring on our second guest, uh, Kyle, and he's with Fast Track Racing and kind of helps me Put the, put the guests together from Fast Track, and he, I think, and it's John Sierkowski. I hope I did that right, John. But uh, you kind of, you don't only, you're not only a spotter. You kind of do more than just spot, isn't that correct?
3: Yeah, that'd be correct. Uh, and it's uh, uh sure. I don't know it's difficult, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. It's all good, man. So, um, but yeah, do the spotting at the racetrack. I do all the social media for the team. So anytime you see a social media for Facebook, Instagram, anything like that, that's me putting it together there. Um, Someone of a PR representative. Uh, My life. My wife likes to call it uh, being the John of all trades for Fast Track.
1: (laughs) So I've seen you stuff on social media. And and you're a graduate from UNA, isn't that correct, John?
3: Yep. Um, me along with most, most of the crew uh are UNOH students or graduates.
1: So was that part did you learn that trade as far what you what you're doing on social media, was that part of a, a class that you took at UNA?
3: Actually wasn't. It's uh all stuff that was self learned, seeing what other teams are putting out. Um our, our social our, I should say our tire guy, excuse me. He helps me with a lot of the graphics for social media. That's uh, Trey. You know, he's a really talented graphic artist. And uh, but we've talked about what we wanted to put out there. We didn't really have a social media presence until very recently. So a lot of it's actually self-learned so far. So
1: I, I, I ask everybody, what's it like working with Andy Hillenburg?
3: Oh, it's fantastic. He's the best boss ever. <laughs> You know he's uh, he he gives you a lot of work to do. Uh, he's very reasonable with what he expects, but you know what? He's given us the chance of a lifetime to go out and work on race cars for eleven.
1: Uh, and and so much you can learn from Andy. The stories he's got to tell. Oh yeah, he's a
3: wealth of knowledge for sure.
1: So, uh, kind of what John? What got you into racing? I mean, how, how how'd you get the bug?
3: So years and years and years ago, um, I, when I was very young, my uh, parents, we went to a convention. I think it was World of Concrete is what it was called. It was uh, My mom used to work for Putzmeister which made these uh, pump trucks for concrete. And at a trade show that they took me to, mind you, I was like two, three years old, sitting uh, on my dad's shoulder in the trade show, they had a Jeff Gordon car. This was back in the Rainbow uh, Rainbow era you know, the old Luminas, and uh, someone said, oh, you've got to get John over here. He's going to love this because they're going to fire up the car in the uh, in the ballroom. So, sure enough, the, they fired up the car, and from that day on, had the bug. And it's the
1: smell, the taste, and it's all your seven senses when that when that car fires up in
3: it, John. Oh, you feel every bit of it. It's amazing.
1: So – Tell us what it was like when they said, hey, we need you to go spot, and who did you spot for the first time?
3: So the first time I ever spotted I, was the first year I worked in ARCA. In 2017, I worked for Wayne Peterson. And, you know, Wayne, he's always runs a very tight crew. We had two cars. I think that day we had five people working between the two cars. So we were already pretty short. Um, so... I ended up getting the call to go up at I think it was Indianapolis Raceway Park. It was the first race I I. Uh, oh my bought.
1: gosh, I, I remember that, John. Y'all struggled down there. I watched it from oh, the it, from the <laughs> booth, and I, you know, I wanted to come down there and help so bad, but I couldn't because, you know, we were under media credentials, and it it, it was horrible. I, y'all, I got to admire y'all. Hustled, y'all got it done, but it was a struggle.
3: That it was, but you know what, it was rewarding because we came out without two wrecked race cars that day, so that was fantastic that they weren't wrecked with how busy that one was. And uh, needless to say, I'm very happy that it's uh, it's stuck, and I've gotten better as being a spotter over the years.
2: Hey, you got Kyle here. Uh, my first question for you is, uh, what, what's your opinion on the competition of the Arkham Menard series. Um, it seems like it's been very competitive so far. Uh, I just wanted to hear what your, your your viewpoint was.
3: I think it is. It's really nice to have a little bit more parity this year versus, well, last year it was the Corey and Ty show. They were in a different league. They had on something pretty cool over there on on those two teams. Uh, but this year, the fact that we've got multiple winners already in, uh, in four races, Nick's really coming to his own as a driver, uh, even we are fairly competitive too, uh when well when mechanical things don't happen, but we're fairly competitive too. I think Arca's a good place to be right now. Um I mean obviously we've still got a little bit of work to do to catch up to V ourselves, but we're we'll get there at some point. We'll get there.
2: My second question for you is uh right now in the current Arca schedule, what's your favorite racetrack and why?
3: Uh, I love the Milwaukee Mile. Uh, I've w- went to that track as a kid. I love that place. Um, that's a, a easy one for me there.
2: <laughs> My final question for you is, uh, you know, what's what's? How do you handle the social media aspect of it? Do you like doing it? And um, what have you learned from it?
3: I like doing it uh, quite a bit. I didn't actually think I was going to because I really don't like using it for my own personal life, but to show what we're doing as a team, showing a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, it's really neat. And that's what fans love seeing. And I think that's one thing that we can definitely deliver on, um, especially going forward later this season. We're going to have some more behind-the-scenes stuff, Um, obviously working with Drivers like Stephanie Moyer and Tony Cosentino who are going to be in the car multiple times this year, we'll see some things with them too. But uh, fans love seeing behind the scenes stuff. Fans are very uh, they're very happy anytime they see Andy on social media. That's always a big thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I've learned quite a bit on it. Learned that fans are love just seeing updates from us. Didn't think they would, but we love it.
1: I, I tell you the social end of it. As far as my personal, up until my granddaughter started her little championship and state playoffs for the state, you didn't see nothing out of me. But my my, rally, my social media side on the racing is continuous, John. I mean, you got to be on it, and, and I know you do because you got various teams. It takes a lot to do that. I mean. People look at me when I'm gone on trips, and I'm like, listen, this is just what I do. This is part of what I have to do. It's not it's not. I'm addicted to the phone. It's just we, we push the message and send it on. Uh, the Milwaukee oh, Mile, I know that's got to be special growing up in Wisconsin and, and having that track back in there.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've, I was so happy to see it come back on the schedule after really being dormant for so long. It was uh, it's good to see that it's still sticking around. It's still strong, and man, the fan response last year was fantastic for it too.
1: So, uh, kind of looking around, one of the sayings was, "If the deal sounds shady, it is." Is this that pretty much the way it works?
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's definitely how it works. Uh, I mean, when, whenever young drivers want to move up the r- ranks to ARCA or trucks or whatever it is. Um, if someone comes to you and is telling you, hey, I can get you a winning race truck or race car for $5,000, eh, you know, you should be a little sketchy on that. It's it's never, never that cheap because speed is expensive.
1: <laughs> so, how many, John, how many cars are you all working out of, the, out
3: of track? Uh, every week we bring four. Uh, sometimes we bring a fifth for uh, Jeff McClure, his 44 car. Uh, he yep. operates out of our shop as well. So the car numbers we operate every week are zero, one, ten, eleven, 1, 10, 11, and 12, driven by, well, just about any driver you can think of that's in our stables. So it, It's pretty rewarding
1: to see these kids come through and actually step up to the next level, isn't it, John? Because, I, I mean, I've witnessed it all the way from, well, you've been around, what would you say, 2017 with with Wayne I I remember those days yeah those Mm -hmm. were pretty special
3: yeah that they were I've got several people have worked for us have gone on to different things we got a kid that works for uh, Wayne Taylor racing over in the GT endurance stuff we got a guy that was last year's champion tire uh, tire award winner over in the truck series we got guys that are working in Xfinity I mean, we really pride ourselves over here at Fast Track in being a development program, not just for drivers, but for of crew as well.
1: John, is something I hadn't posed to anybody, but do you think that we may see a single nut in the Arca Menard series, it being a feeder series up to the Cup series?
3: Uh, I mean, Arca's. Arca is always going to have its place around. It's going to be around for a very long time. Uh, being a feeder series like this, it's it, it's very important in motorsports to have that. And this is that liaison between being the Saturday Night Driver and becoming the next big thing in the Cup Series. You know, you gotta you gotta take that step, and Arca is definitely that step for many of us that have dreamed of being in racing for years and years and years. Well, you know, just
1: like Bryce there, now that Cups and Dirt, you know, that that Dirt experience is is pretty important now. Those two races on that schedule come more important than ever.
3: Oh, big time. Yeah, you know, going to Springfield and Decoyne, the part of the trio of famous miles out here, that experience is priceless once you get to the next level. It used to only matter once you got to the Truck Series, but now you got Bristol Dirt. It is its own animal being high banked, but you know, having any kind of dirt experience goes a long way when you get to that level.
1: Yeah, I mean, that the coin at night. What do you think, John? It's incredible, isn't it?
3: I think it's better once we made that switch to the night race. I do too. I think we raced pretty well.
1: Well, you know, they they went night, and then the next year they went day, and then they decided to actually keep it at night. And I, I'm telling you, it's it's it just the ambiance of the of the fair in the background at night. It's just it's just unbelievable.
3: Mm hmm. A well, little distracting so, uh, the spotter scene when you see all those lights, but yeah, it's it's definitely something.
1: <laughs> that well now the nighttime the night race. Uh, I know. it Seems though the screens on the front of the hoods would get stopped up. They, they you constantly had to pee it. But John, you've seen the the car evolved. From, I mean, you was working with Wayne. Does, what do you mm-hmm. think looks the best now uh, the car has evolved into the composite body, out of the steel body, and now it's got the Elmore engine?
3: It's been interesting to watch that uh, change unfold. Um, the Elmore is not required at every racetrack um, like it used to be. I mean, back when before we merged with NASCAR K&N series, um, you had to run Ilmore everywhere. Well, now Ilmore's a good option everywhere, but it's not required. The east races, the west races, Uh, you have have another engine option that's pretty darn good too. We like that engine for those races, but not legal for any speedway stuff. But the Ilmore, uh, it's a good little power, power plant, that thing. And that's why the truck series has evolved to use it. Uh, the composite bodies, a heck of a lot easier to hit the sawzall and cut that stuff off instead of trying to bend the fender back. I can tell you that much from being over the wall. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the composite bodies, uh, they're pretty darn durable.
1: i tell you, I, watching and being at the cup races now, these cars are rubbing up against the wall, and you're not even – nobody's knowing it because it's not cutting mm-hmm. the tire down. That's not an issue. Things like – just trying to keep the tire on, get the tire on the car. It's kind of been a little issue. And thinking it might go down to a championship could be won or lost over that one nut.
3: Oh yeah, like this, seeing how that's evolved with the new car too. It's incredible the amount of engineering that's gone into it. But man, to think to think that it could come down to that—that's a crazy thought. Although know, there's more stress on those pit crew guys than ever before.
2: Kyle again. Uh, I had one more question. Um, you know, you, you, you've been you've been through the Arkham and Art series here. Uh, what are your thoughts on Pocono? Um, have you been to Pocono before? And you know, what do you what do you think of the place?
3: I think it's a great place to be. Um, I do honestly miss going there twice a year. Uh, and Pocono's a really love it or hate it track. Um, I thought I wasn't going to like it when I first started out, and actually I missed the going to Pocono uh, the first year I worked in the series. But ever since, I've been every time. I love the track just because you got to approach it so much differently than, say, a Kansas or even a Chicagoland or even any other two-and-a-half-mile racetrack out there. You know, it's so much different. Uh, the infield is fantastic at night. Um, I love the scenery around it. It's It's an overall neat place to be. I'm very happy that we still go there. I just wish it was twice a year.
1: Yeah, I hate we lost twice a year, too. Uh, So, John, you worked with Wayne Peterson, and then you went on to working with Andy after Wayne.
3: So I actually stopped for five races, I'm sorry, four races with uh, the Praters in 2018. I started working with them, uh, we did the first four races. It was a whole bunch of fun working with Thomas and Tommy. Uh, love, love me, the Freighters. I just wish they could have kept, kept going on, but coming down to the good old sponsorship comes, uh, yeah. coming down to it at the end of the day. But, uh, it was great working with Thomas and Tommy for, you know, the four races. I was there. Um, uh, we had the opportunity to go work with Andy shortly thereafter. Um, uh, and haven't looked back since. Been working with Andy since uh, fifth race Toledo 2018.
1: Boy, you've been around a lot of knowledge there too,
3: uh, John. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm telling you, some pretty incredible. Take you got some pretty incredible history that you follow in there. So
3: yeah, kind, uh, of, uh, kind of a kind of encyclopedia knowledge, if you will.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, really in racing, Andy Hildenberg, Wayne. Peterson and Tommy Frayer. <laughs> That's pretty good. John, uh you want to talk about sponsors for Fast Track.
3: Yeah, about the people that make us go to the racetrack. So we're we're always looking for sponsors, but we're always happy to have people like Double H Ranch on board. Uh the things they do for the kids up in uh Alton Spa, New York up there. Similar to uh the Kyle Petty camp down in uh in North Carolina. Uh, for Stephanie she's got Evergreen Raceway behind her. Fantastic to see them behind uh behind her, her talents rising up. Uh well, some Pico comes on board every so often with Ed along with all his other sponsors. He's got a revolving door sponsors. I'd be here for thirty minutes if I listed them all. <laughs> but um oh yeah, everybody that makes uh makes us go around, a lot of it comes from the drivers and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the gutter team for Tony Cosentino. He's uh, he's supposed to be with us for Charlotte, the last I heard. So we'll see how that car looks. And uh, I've seen the wrap. I, I think it's going to be a pretty sharp race car out there, too.
1: Well, those wraps, they, they do a good job on the cars. The cars just look so, so much better than they used to. But John, where can they follow and find out more about fast track racing?
3: Sure thing. So our website is fasttrackracing.com Our Facebook is Fast Track Racing Enterprises Incorporated uh, not to be confused with the High Performance Driving School. Uh, we're the same company but the race team is Enterprises. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram track underscore racing TikTok track underscore racing. You can follow us at all those handles and Give us likes on our posts. It helps get us to more people, gets more eyes on it, and uh, in turn, more people to enjoy what we have to offer.
1: John, I really appreciate you spending some time with us.
3: Looking it forward to doing it again.
1: And, uh, really, I, I truly am glad you spent some time with us. and uh, Just to go back and talk about the old days in 2017 and when we raced at Mobile, Those were really golden days. I mean, we still got some great days. But for me, Alabama and Mobile and Five Flags Speedway, too. I mean, being able to go back to Five Flags, that's a fast track. But, John, really appreciate you being part of it and looking forward to having some more of your drivers on.
3: We look forward to having them here. You let me know when you need them.
1: All right. Thanks,
3: John. Thank you, Rowdy. Have a good night. You too.
0: Need Memorial Day plans? Look no further than the Heroes Honor Festival. Join Toby Keith, to Justin Moore, Craig Morgan, and special guests including Ron DeSantis in honoring our veteran heroes May 27th and 28th at the Daytona Speedway. Every ticket purchase sponsors a veteran to attend. Plus, enjoy activities for the whole family. Kids 12 and under free. Get your tickets today at HeroesHonorFestival.com. That's HeroesHonorFestival.com.
1: All right, Kyle, that's next weekend. Well, it's uh, the 27th-28th at Daytona it is next International weekend.
2: Yeah. Busy weekend, too, uh, not not just, you know, at Charlotte, Indianapolis, and Monaco, but also uh, the All-Stars are in the state at Port Royal. So, uh, busy weekend coming up. Uh, you know, we got the All-Star race coming up in NASCAR, and uh, we got a lot to do here in the next couple of weeks, and you'll be a gateway here pretty soon as well
1: yes sir uh kyle i remember seeing john when he when he first come in with the group you know each year you'd come in to daytona and a new group of unit students would be in there and a lot of times they'd come back the next year or the next year till they graduated and sometimes they would only you'd only see them for one drive one race or two and they it just wasn't for them you know working and driving all night to get to the track it takes it takes a lot of dedication to be a unit student.
2: Yeah, it's a long schedule, um, you know, especially, you know, the, the hours after the classroom. Uh, that's where it really counts. So, uh, yeah, UNH, UNHO, uh, been a big sponsor in the Arkham and North Series for a while now. And it's um, good to see a lot of, you know, the alumni on the race teams and uh, really good programs. So, uh, you know, it's good to see that. And uh, they, they produced a lot. In, 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 in the time that they have been with the Arca Menard Series. So um, just a lot going on, a lot of good things going on right now. And, Rowdy, I, I, I don't know, and maybe you you would know this, but I think Ark, I think Charlotte is the next Arca race.
1: It is. Yeah, we got, you know, this weekend is the Texas All-Star race, uh, the Texas Motor Speedway, the Texas Ark All-Star race. has been race. there, too. Yeah, Well, that was something... Kyle, I, I, I was curious, has, has ARCA ever been there?
2: Yeah, they've been there twice, uh, 1998, one by Mark Gibson, and then back in 2010, uh, one by uh, Steve Arpin. Actually, had a, he had a damaged race car in that event. Um, the car got damaged, and actually he wound up driving through the field and win the race. So, uh, yeah, yeah, ARCA's been there before, um, just not recently. I think their last trip was 2010. But, uh, yeah, ARCA's been to Texas twice. Um, they've even been to the Texas World Speedway a few times as well, so uh, the defunct Texas World Speedway. So, you know, the ARCA history, it is deep-rooted in Texas. Uh, you know, the ARCA NASCAR Winston West shootout back in 1992 and 1993, and, uh, you know, the ARCA Menard Series uh, or, you know, Bondo Marhide Series back in the day, um, 1998 and 2010, at the, at the mile-and-a-half Texas Motor Speedway, so... Um, yeah, ARC has been there before, but like I said, Rowdy, uh, with Charlotte, you know, um, when this race came back back in 2018, I was thrilled. Um, you know, I definitely think you know Charlotte does belong on the ARCA schedule. You know, with it being the stock car capital of the world, um, unless you want to say it's Daytona. But uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, the the main hub for 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 net, for racing, right. and uh, it's good to see Charlotte back on the schedule.
1: It is Kyle. I mean, really, it's. Everybody works out of, I mean, Daytona is the birthplace, but everybody works out of Charlotte. I mean, hey, I was born in Florida, but I live in Alabama. So that's just the way it works. You got to go where it works. Uh, Kyle, big win for that 45 car, man. Uh, I was glad to see the 45 back in in victory lane. That means a lot.
2: I think I was more glad to see Kurt Busch back in Victory Lane. Um, you know, a hard battle with Kyle Larson there late. You know, one of the best in the series right now, and uh, you know, to have a battle like they did toward the end of that race. I, I, I heard a lot of good things about it. I didn't get to see the race, unfortunately, but um, I did get to. I did. I did follow it. Um, that's usually what I do when I am working and I have to do that. But uh, it, it, it was good. Um, I, it, you know, it looked like the, the closing rate on those cars are ridiculous. Um, you know, three wide, four wide. Um, through the highlights I was watching, is just insane. So, uh, been a good product. Um, I know we always talk about it every week with the next young car. Um, Rowdy, I, I know we had a, we had Ben May on a, on our audio on a Thursday night, but I never never really got to talk about the test. I did a little bit, but not not really in depth.
1: Well, Kyle, uh, what did you think about it? I mean, Poconos. Uh it's on the schedule and it's uh it's pretty important.
2: Rowdy there's a lot of changes this year. Um, you know, going from two races to one. Um, first time in a while that Pokemon's only hosted one cup race in a season. Uh I thought it went all okay. Uh the test, you know, with Daniel Suarez, Christopher Bell and uh Eric Almarola. Um if you can see my photos up on RowdyMagulite They're still up there. But uh, it was a good experience, you know, um, no driver availability, but we still got to talk to the president of Pocono Raceway, Ben Mays, who will be coming on our show at some point um, before the race. Um, We just have to work on details. But, uh, yeah, you know, Pocono, I know I always talk about it. I always ask about it. You know, it's my home track. You know, I grew up going there. Uh, June 8th will be the 20th anniversary of my first race ever, which was an ARCA event at Pocono. So a little bit of tie-in with that. And uh the tire test was good. Um, it was just good to be back. Good to be uh seeing cars on the racetrack. Uh Christopher Bell just had a, b- a really bad wednesday, um, last week. Uh, you know, crashed and turned three in the test and he didn't and he actually missed the World of Outlaws feature in Lincoln, so did Alex Bowman. So uh yeah, they had a rough rough night for the NASCAR guys at Lincoln, but uh you know, a lot going on. Uh, the World Outlaws in Pennsylvania last weekend. They got two of the three races in. Uh, Jacob Allen taking the win on Wednesday night, a big win for Shark Racing, um based out of Hanover, Pennsylvania, not far from Lincoln. And then uh the posse prevailed on Saturday night with uh, Brent Marks uh taking advantage of Jacob Allen's misfortune and uh, getting the win. So uh you know, good 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 PA showing here in a dirt world. Uh we got you know, we got a uh, Bridgeport on Tuesday night with the Rule of Outlaws. Uh, Christopher Bell scheduled to be there, and a few other guys too. Um, we don't know exactly. I can't confirm anything yet, but um, I, I know I think Alex Bowman might be there, um, and possibly one other drivers. So, uh, you know, uh, Bowman and Bell both ran the Invasion of the Posse race, uh, the 410 Sprint Car race last month at Bridgeport, and uh, I think that was just a little test for the World of Outlaws race coming up, uh, ten thousand to win. Tuesday night, and uh, yeah, Rowdy, uh, good to have racing back, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, NASCAR with the next-gen car, good to, good to have racing back in Pennsylvania in full swing, um, starting to warm up a little bit, and uh, I'll be going to the racetrack Thursday night too, Rowdy, uh, the World Outlaws Late Models uh, at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway, 10,000 to win, so another big show coming up, and I'm looking forward to going back there.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kyle, uh, you know, I- I'm... I'm not really sure when my next race is. Uh, The 5th of June. Uh, I'm going to try to pick up a couple of short tracks around here. Uh, Maybe a Magnolia dirt track over in uh, Columbus, Mississippi. I'd like to get over there. I'd like to get back over to Talladega. uh, They run this weekend. I I had to go to Montgomery. Uh, Kyle, so we got... uh, Kurtz and Victory Lane, his uh, soundbite. Let's, let's play and listen to it.
7: We're going to go ahead and get started with our post-race media availabilities. We are now joined by members of the number 452311 team. We've got Billy Scott, the crew chief, and Denny Hamlin, co-owner. Guys, Congratulations.
8: Thank you. <laughs> all right,
7: we'll start with you, uh, Billy. Um, you guys led a, a lot of laps this race. You know, to talk us through talk us through the strategy.
8: Yeah, um, you know, we had a, we've been talking all year about needing to have uh, some green races and have things just go right and maintain our track position. And uh, you know, fortunately, we had a great starting position. Um, good pit stall. Um, you know, the pit crew's been performing force here, we were, uh, you know, heavily dependent on them today to keep our spot when we got up there, but, uh, you know, the first stage was actually pretty rough, Um, you know, we were tight back there in traffic, had to do a lot of adjusting on it, and uh, took every opportunity to do so for the first, um, you know, 100 laps or so, and then uh, once it got close, he was uh, just marching through there, and took the lead on that long green run there um, in stage two, and, uh, you know, basically maintained it ever since.
7: And Denny, first win for a 45 team, what's that mean for the organization as a whole?
8: Yeah, it,
5: it's, it's big on a lot of levels. Obviously, uh, you know, Jordan Brand, their very first race, um, it's um, it's just, it's huge. I, I said it when, when Bubble won last year, how huge it was. This is obviously a big one. Um, you know, and and it's one that's like surprising, but not because I, I've seen over the last three weeks, this team just continue to get better and better and better. Um, and, and truthfully, you know, I've, I've kind of let them down uh, with what, what we had on pit road. And we haven't given the drivers, honestly, a, a honest chance. Position means everything. Uh, they've been outperforming uh, what we've given them on pit road. And so uh, today it all came together. Uh, I thought both cars were extremely fast. The 23 was very fast. Uh, I was around them all day. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, two top tens and a win. We'll We'll take it.
7: We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. If you have one, please raise your hand, and we'll get a mic over to you. Start with Bob.
9: I'm Bob Parker, Fox Sports. For Billy, your team led has led nine has led nine laps coming into today. No more than four laps in a race. And last week, Lagano had led 35 laps before, you know, leading a bunch of laps and winning. How, how is this happening?
8: Um, I can't speak for everybody else, <coughs> but on our on our in our um, case, like I said before. We just needed to have clean races. Um, and we've had multiple races this year that we've felt we've had top five cars, um, and in some cases, the fastest car um, throughout different parts of it. It's just needing to get up there and execute correctly, and uh, get the track position and keep it. And, uh, you know, like Danny said, it all came together today, um, and that's uh, we feel like, you know, might. Might be foolish to say so, but we felt like that's been our potential uh, for most of the year. So it's just, um, like you said, putting things together, um, definitely improving week to week on just the little things and the details and on that execution. But um, that's kind of where we've expected to be the whole time.
7: We'll go to Daniel.
10: <laughs> Daniel friend, we got one, qu- one question for each of you. Uh Billy, like, uh, Kurt, Kurt had never won here before Kurt in a Cup Series, but he finished, he finished, like, second but years, ago. Like, years, what years ago. What, what about this track plays to his, play to his play strengths, strengths as a
8: driver? Um, I think just because it's a racetrack. Race oh, <laughs> no, there's – honestly, I've, I've said that about him since I was first around him. There's not a place that he is – you know, you, you typically think drivers have bad tracks and good tracks and whatever. I think with Kurt it's just a track, and he's good everywhere and can run good everywhere if he's got – um, you know, the right circumstances around him. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So, yeah, statistically, I mean, obviously he's done this a long time, so he's going to have good races, you know, kind of everywhere throughout his career. But um, I think any time we give him a car that's capable of it and we get him in the track position, he, he could win anywhere.
10: And, and Denny, d- during the course of a race, how, how much do you keep tabs on what's happening with your two cars and, you know, compared to what, concentrating on yourself?
5: Well, for the first time today, my crew chief said, "Yeah, you're you're on your Sunday job because we we have obviously we have some issues on pit road and so I, I noticed right away that 23 had a bad stop on the last stop, and I mentioned something on the radio about it, and he uh, was like, you know, focus in on today, you know, your job today, and you know it, I, I was giving it my all and I always do, but um, honestly, I, I haven't really. Last year, I really didn't keep tabs that much, and even this first part of this year. But I just think over the last three weeks, uh, listen, I, I've, you know, I was pretty hard on uh, a couple of the competition guys, and said, you know, we got to get better, and we got to get our potential better, and um, control the things we can control. And since then, I think they've just, you know, you know, between Booty and and Billy, and what they've done, it's I've just hearing around the shop, the collaboration is just getting better, and, and they're really honing in and, and getting their setups good, and, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's just exciting to see, like, the hard work and how it pays off, and, um, but I don't, things is having a front row seat <laughs> to those final 25 laps, I mean, I was, it was right there in front of me, and, you know, I'm pushing because I, honestly, I, I really wanted a one-two finish, like, really bad, but my car just wasn't you know where it was early in the day and the track rubbered up and we weren't just we just weren't as good um but but yeah it's that was the funnest part is seeing it and seeing it live and you know yes I I, I'm I'm watching it and I'm just you know go you know go and so like it's just such a weird feeling um but you know I I looked at my last times and I was doing my job like I wasn't letting up at all and and getting the most out of the car I could, but you just, you can't help but, you know, be emotional about it. And certainly there's been no win that I've had that has equaled uh, the emotions of this one, for sure.
7: Any additional questions down here? There, and then back down to Bob.
1: Uh, Hi, Uh, Greg Eklund for Kansas Public Radio
5: and NPR, this is for you, Denny as the co-owner of
0: a very diversified diversified race team
5: ethnically
0: what does this victory mean for for diversion uh, and diversity diversity
5: with the results or with the the events i should say that happened in buffalo new york yesterday and how did that news reach you yeah i mean that's a lot of the reason we started this race team is michael felt like nascar was a platform that didn't maybe always understand his brand he thought that this is a good Good way to branch out the, the Jordan brand, and obviously they they sat on the sidelines for the first year of this team, and and, and I mentioned that in the in the media, they said we just want to kind of see how it goes and see how the you know the NASCAR fans you know welcome us, and certainly um, I think that uh, if this is not the number one sold diecast when it comes out, it I'll, I'll be scratching my head. I, I'm I'm pretty certain it will be. But the Jordan brand itself, and you know, we're trying to get to a younger demographic. We're a very, very diverse team. Um, I'm looking at, you know, uh, potential hires right now that, that we've got on the board. There's England, Brazil, and Israel, like the next three hires. And so it's, we're all over the place right now, and we're trying to make a very diverse team. And certainly it's important uh, to give opportunities to those that never thought racing was a a job, a place that they could have a job opportunity. Um, you know, we've seen it on Pit Road. You've seen diversity on Pit Road. Um, you know, a lot of these college, you know, guys are college D1 athletes, uh, but what about marketing? What about mechanics? Like, you know, I'm on the NASCAR Diversity Council and, you know, we talk all the time about how, how can we change this sport from, it starts from the ground roots. It really does. You got to get these kids at Taylor's age, Molly's age, into the racetrack. I don't care if you have to go to their house and, and give them tickets to get them to the racetrack to get them interested in our sport um, or give them tickets to their local short track, whatever it takes. Um, it's Because the field in which we try to hire, we always want the best candidate, um, but a lot of times they, they're not trained in what we're looking for, so we have to get them trained super early. That's why we have the Speed Institute at 2311, where we have scholarships. Um, we have internships and so we um, I'm certainly proud of what we've done and how we've built this team and you see the diversity we have on our team it's great Uh, and it shows that there's a lot of capable people of putting race winning cars on on the racetrack and you don't have to look a certain way to do it yeah it's just it's sad I mean it's you just kind of think of the families and friends and yeah, just pray for
7: him. Go in the back and then come down here to Bob. And then we'll go up to the press box.
5: Hi, hey, Denny. Mike Schaefer, KSHB 41, here in Kansas City. Um, Kurt joked afterward that he didn't want to have to answer to, to Michael Jordan if he didn't if he didn't win that race. Yeah. Curious if, if you talked to, to Mike mm-hmm. since the race, or will, will you hear shortly? I did. You know, it's it's awesome because we're actually going down uh, to his golf course for a. Uh, Monster Energy uh, outing this week, so I'm I'm gonna go a night early and just destroy his house if he'll let me, uh, which he probably won't. But um, but yeah, he was I mean, as you can imagine, just so excited he was, you know, beyond just the brand itself. I mean, he's he's been lock, stop, and step with me with everything. I mean, to have the trust and some of the you know outlandish decisions and and hires that I want to make and how I want to build this team. I mean, he's. I can't do it without his support. And so, um, I just can't thank him, Curtis, and Gene enough for um, believing in me and my vision. And, and again, I've, I've said that you know I want to build a championship, contending team in five years. We're at year one point three. This is really, really early. And and I and I can't emphasize enough. We're, we we had to build from the ground up, and we are still continuing to build. And so, um, it's it's a long process. It's hard to come out here and compete and, and, and beat some of these organizations that have been around for 30 years. It's just nearly impossible, obviously.
7: We'll go to Bob, and then we'll head up to the press box.
5: And I'll uh-huh. do this too. Billy was a huge part of this. I, i recruited Billy. <laughs> I don't know when my first text to you, it was probably before it should have been, but, um, but it was into the last year, and I'm you know, I'm courting him and whatnot, and I'm, I'm trying to get him to kind of believe in this, and, you know, he left the organization in RCR, and he, um, you know, established an organization, one that he had a pretty big role in, and um, I knew that certainly he had a lot of next-gen experience, but when I talked to Kurt about, like, you know, where do you know, I've got you, I want you regardless, so what's our next step, right? We have to have a crew chief and someone that, um, you know, manages this team, and, and, you know, Billy was on the very, very short list, and and a lot of it was that, um, you know, his relationship that, that they had at Stuart Haas, you know, was great. I, I talked to Billy, and he was like, you know, those were the best years of my career. It, it really was, and and you know, when you got two people that love to work together, that's that's usually going to be a, a good combination. So, I, I you know, I couldn't do this without Billy, and and just what he's brought to the team, and not just the 45. I can't emphasize enough that Billy works probably as much on the 23 setup as he does his own. I mean, it's he's in charge of a group that does the setups and and the engineers and so he's a big part of our success
9: and and deserves the accolades that he gets for it. I'm Bob Crocker's Fox Sports Danny, did you say that this is the most excited you've been for any win, like even your own?
5: Emotionally, for sure. I mean, I've been, I obviously have been excited for the Daytona 500, but I just, I don't know why this one just, it just feels bigger to me. Um, I think a lot of it is because I, I, I watched it live. I, I think had I been on the other side of the track, you know, and just kind of looked at the pylon, it'd be one thing, but like I had a front row seat to it. And so um, that, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I always, you know, I I kind of got a very uh tough uh, r b f and um, yeah and uh and I don't show my emotion a lot but i I am an emotional person and I, and I get emotional when like I get around the team guys and and you know i just I, I got emotional when I hug Billy at the pit box like it's just because I see how excited they are and it's like and I know how hard they work and it's like you know these people are part of I mean, this is a family inside that Small building we're in right now it is a family we are all very very tight and so uh, the winds just feel bigger for that reason all
7: right are there questions up in the press box we have one
9: question, we have one question. go ahead hey it's please Spencer um Denny I, I just wanted to ask you at, at one point Chris Gabehart asked you what do you need for the car and you said just keep me in the game what do you guys have to do to fix what the hell is going on with the the pit crew? Um, you know, and it's not just you. It's really across the board. I know everybody's trying to get used to these pit stops with the new car, but my goodness, um, I can't imagine what position you could have been in had you not had to come from the back three times.
5: Yeah, I mean, you, you never know, honestly. I mean, listen, we had a shot. Uh, we got to second behind the 45, and he, he pulled away from us. So... You know he just he was very, very good once he got out front, and you know really, when he was third there, I was just thinking that, oh man, you know it's gonna be very, very tough to to get around, but he he worked him over, but I mean, I don't know i i, I don't I don't want to be negative today. we'll talk about the stuff that we gotta fix tomorrow um but certainly it's it's on our radar um it, honestly, that's why. I paid attention to where the 23 cars' last pit stop was, and I d- didn't see them on the board anymore. You know, it's it just, it's uh, we fundamentally have to just change how we're doing things. Uh, in my, and that's in my, my opinion. I don't run that department. Uh, I wish I did, but um, we we have to make changes for sure uh, on on our approach. Uh, my my biggest thing is I I just don't need hail mary passes every down. Like I'm okay with just running the ball sometimes, and like. That's how you win races, it's like you manage your risk. When you've got the fastest car, just keep me in the game. In Dover, I promised you, if that race went green, there would be one car on the lead lap. It was probably gonna be mine. And yet we just, you know, we, we thought we needed an eight and a half second stop while we're leading. And, and so it's just, that part is very, very frustrating. But um, I think fundamentally there, there'll there be changes coming and, and certainly uh, we saw the 45 team in particular Um, really have some good, solid stops now. Again, they lost the lead on the last stop, but, you know, if this had been five weeks ago, I'd I'd pray that they came out in the top ten. So um, certainly it it sucks because I don't control it, um, but certainly I I wish that uh, we could make some changes,
8: and I think we will.
7: Are there any other questions up in the press box? All right, we'll wrap down here with Dustin.
8: Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Denny, um, you talk about this is a long-term project, and certainly in that sense I'm sure the goals are in, in, in step with that, but obviously it's about performing even now. So how do you look at a day like today to get, to get uh, this team's you know, first win in its 13th race, to get your second win in, what, the last 20-some races for a brand-new organization? Uh, As you're looking long game, how do you look at the short term and what this has meant and how it changes your view of the future?
5: Yeah, I mean, honestly, up until really three weeks ago, I really didn't get into the week by week performance stuff. You know, I'm more working on long-term plans uh, for these guys, and I I don't really bother Billy and and Booty too much with, you know, small stuff. Now, I, I certainly give my input on some small things during our comp meetings and whatnot, but... Uh, I really, really focus on infrastructure and long-term planning. Um, I leave the competition week to week to, to Billy and his team, and Booty his team, Dave Rogers and, and Wheels. And so, um, you know, I think that this is a. There'll, there'll be a time that, you know, this team's got to really focus on. You know, they're going to be in the playoffs, and it's like, all right, well, what now? How do we get to the next round? How do we get to the next round? Um, but certainly. Uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, I said at the beginning of the year, two cars. I'd like to have two cars in the playoffs this year. I think that would be a successful year. Uh, we're halfway there.
7: All righty, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up, guys. I know you guys give it have give it to Bob. Give it to Bob. <laughs> we'll go to Bob and then to Daniel. Daniel did have his hand up too, so we're we'll, we're done with that, guys. Thanks, Daniel. I can't <laughs> leave without Kurt. But I'm
9: anyway, <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you about Kurt because. And Kurt's running this paint scheme. It's designed, you talk about young people, but he's going to be turned 44. How, I mean, how did you have to convince Michael at all? Like, hey, put your brand on a car of a 44-year-old veteran instead of, you know, maybe these kind of one, younger hot shoes? Not, no, because he wins.
5: I mean, the fact is, is Kurt Bush wins. And it doesn't matter about any previous... History at this racetrack. We know when we show up if we got a if, if we got a fast car, he is capable of winning, and that's what I saw in Kurt Busch. Um, I told him, the step one, beyond before we talk about how we're going to fund it, how we're going to do anything, is I need you to drive it. That that's all I care about is I need you. We'll worry about funding it. We'll worry about the crew chief later. I just need to know that you believe in this, and so. Um, he did and and listen he, t- he took a risk i mean this is a, a truly new team <laughs> i mean these guys are, are continuing to hire new people every other week i mean it's it's we're still growing and so um, i just he is such a team player he's he, you know everything that i had heard things about kurt um, from his peers and i and i interviewed three of his previous teammates, I took three of his previous teammates to lunch and just asked and kind of vetted Kurt out because I never really had a close relationship with Kurt, but um, every single one of them, all three said he was the best teammate I've ever had. That's, that's your peer review. That's, that's pretty much someone you need to have in your stable, and that, and especially for Bubba who has never had a teammate before, so might as well put him with the best one that's out there.
7: All right, last question from Daniel.
5: Denny, we we've seen
10: track house racing really come into its own um this year ruling off ruling off some wins. both of your teams started started last year. You guys kind of have similar goals especially when it comes to the the, 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 the diversity side and just justin marks just says they want to be disruptors in the sport um how do you view track house racing what they're doing as do you have like see them as like a measuring stick
0: for where no, you guys really. are any I mean, points?
5: listen, I Justin Marks, I talk to him weekly. We um, we have a lot of the same goals and ideas. Um, we were not built the same. I, I mean, they now they are kicking ass. I am jealous of how they perform each and every week. Um, but, you know, they had 150 employees that they hired overnight, right, and they were all ready working together. I mean, it's person by person with us, which is why it's going to take – five years. It really will take, you know, if you want to have multiple cars competing for a championship, you know, this is exciting, but this is, you better be ready for the long game. And that's why, you know, Billy, it's like, you know, he probably had an opportunity to move up in his organization that was probably already established. But, you know, we're playing the long game here. And and so, um, I just, we are very different organizations on how we were built, but we are very similar in our vision and i admire justin like as much as i admire joe honestly i mean that's 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 truly what i think of him and um again that's why i I talk to him so regularly because we are generally if you look at our cars you look at our the way our teams dress like we're different like we try to be a little bit edgier than the norm Uh, my crew chief even said today like you can tell a track house car and a 2311 car because you just guys the way you brand things and you're different and i'm like that's a huge compliment so thank you um and so listen we're we love the sport that we're in um you know we we obviously have very similar goals um it's just uh it's we we are different we are we are just a different uh, organization for sure uh but but again if i there's been many times that I'm like, golly, I should have just bought a race team lock, stock, and barrel because this is a pain in the ass starting from scratch. Um, but it, I don't know why. It, it just gives me more, like, appreciation and gratitude when on days like this.
7: All right, gentlemen, thank you for your time.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. All right, Kyle. We didn't get to listen to Kurt but uh, a lot of good information there. It's a big day for Kurt Busch and his host. Actually a big day for 2311, and maybe it got a little pressure off Denny, Kyle.
2: Seemed a little more relaxed, uh, you know, and I, I kind of caught the end of that. Said he was a little jealous of track house racing with all the success that they've had this season, you know, with two wins with Ross Chastain and Daniel Swore is running pretty good, so uh good uh, their second win with twenty three eleven racing. Uh, you know, now Kurt Bush the second car, uh the first car getting the win last year at Talladega and now getting the win at Kansas. So um Kurt Bush, uh the eleventh different winner in thirteen races this year. Um still have a lot of big names that haven't won yet. So I mean they're still like I said, I, I know I say it every week, but a parody uh with this new cup car and uh you know, it's definitely played that and you know, we've seen 11 different winners in the first 13 races. So, um, you know, now we get the All Star race this week, and then we go to the Coca-Cola Col- 600 the week after. So, some pretty big races coming up. Uh, I know that All Star race is going to be pretty, pretty interesting. You know, with all the different winners we've had now being eligible for the race, and uh, then going to NASCAR's longest race of the year the week after.
1: Thank you. That's that Charlotte. That's that's. I wished I had the time to go. But I just don't have the time to go. Uh, you know, I, I like Charlotte. I love Charlotte. It, it's a great weekend. You know, like if we were talking off there, you think on TV, man, this is, this race is never going to end. But it, when you're live, it it goes by fast, a lot faster than it does on TV. Kyle,
2: you're right, Rowdy. Uh, I, I did get to go to the Colt-Cole 600 back in 2015. Um, Actually went for uh, 19 days in North Carolina uh, at that time. Uh, got to hit uh, go to the All Star Race weekend, take that in uh, to see Denny Hamlin actually win that, and uh, you know, and then the week after with the Coca Cola 600, a um, lot of racing in between. Uh, the spe- at, well, at the time it was called the Speed Sport Open for the um, the, the Micro Outlaws the Mini Outlaws at uh, Millbridge Speedway in a nearby Salisbury, North Carolina, and uh, going to the now defunct. Uh, half mile at Concord Speedway Rowdy um uh, still one of my, my one of my favorite short tracks probably on that I've been to so um it's definitely a good trip uh, to go down there you're right it is a it is a you know a long race but it seems like when you're there it's uh, it just goes by pretty quick so
1: um it, it and does. also
2: I just wanted to mention too is I made it to Bowman Gray Stadium too when I was down there so uh, I went to the Salem so uh kind of got all the you know got all the the different angles uh which was good and, uh, Charlotte, you know, definitely, you know, a track you got to go to, um, at some point if you're a big NASCAR person. So, um, to visit the race shops too, uh, it's good to do that as well. So, um, there's a lot going on in that area, you know, uh, being there, uh, being surrounded by a lot of people and, uh, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's the home base, uh, for all the, most of the teams. So, uh, it's definitely good to see and it's, it's nice to be in that atmosphere, you know, you kind of, like for me, you know, being a, a Northeastern guy, uh, Kind
1: of just fit right in. Uh, Kyle, I'm just uh, glad we're back to racing, man. We're we're looking forward to to uh, you getting to the track Thursday night, and we're going our next show, Kyle. We're going to do Monday night. We're skipping Thursday night. I'm going to go watch my granddaughter uh, compete in the state championship. 4A softball tournament. She's a pitcher, and I've got to be there. And hopefully Friday we'll be the 4A champions in Alabama. That's what I'm hoping for, Kyle. So we're gonna skip Thursday night and roll on over to Monday night this time. So
2: Rowdy, uh, sometimes life's a little more important. Uh, that's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's very important to you, and um, you know I'll be at Bloomsburg with the World of Outlaws Late Models, ten thousand to win. Uh, big show coming up for them. Probably to, probably to, I think it's the most money they've ever given away at Bloomsburg. So, uh, you know, we'll have a winner on Thursday night, and, uh, you know, uh, it'll be good to be back at the track.
1: All right, Kyle. Any but you got to close us out, man?
2: Well, Rowdy, busy weekend of racing in the Northeast. Uh, Tuesday night, the World of Outlaws makes their only visit to New Jersey's Bridgeport Speedway, uh, the 4 mile. Uh, re, well somewhat newly reconfigured. Um, last year was the first year with the 410 mile layout. Uh, Logan Schuhart's the defending winner of the race. Uh, I know there's some big names expected there. Uh, Christopher Bell, Rico Abreu already confirmed. Uh, a couple other NASCAR guys also rumored. Um, I'm almost certain Alex Bowman's going to be there. He ran the Invasion of the Posse race last month there with Christopher Bell, so um, I'm expecting him to be there. And uh, one other driver, uh, can't really say yet, but kind of just, you know, kind of some rumors going around who else could be there. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll find that out on Tuesday. So Wednesday night, the uh, opening night for Action Track USA, Kutztown, Pennsylvania, uh, their first race of the year got got got, uh, postponed because of weather. Um, just a brutal weekend, not this past weekend but the weekend before with the wet with the rain and then the colder temperatures forced them to move it to May eighteenth. Thursday, May nineteenth, uh go to uh Bloomsburg Fair Raceway for the first time for their inaugural visit, ten thousand to win. Um expecting a lot of big names to run that race and uh, you know, probably the most prize money they've ever given away at Bloomsburg, so um and then you have your normal shows. Uh Port Royal going to have the World of Outlaws Late Miles with the 410 sprints on Saturday, May 21st. And uh they uh the World of Outlaws Late Miles also going to, to Marion Center on Friday night uh for a uh, for a show. So, a lot of racing going on. Uh Williams Grove uh got in two, uh, got gotten one of their two World of Outlaws races last weekend. Uh, Lincoln got their Gettysburg clash in Wednesday last Wednesday night. So, a lot of racing going on, full swing. And also on on Sunday, uh, May twenty second. Almost forgot, Raddy, uh the the one hundred and fifty lap race at Mahoning Valley Speedway, seventy five hundred to win. Uh, almost, I, I'm almost certain Matt Hirschman's going to be there. I know uh, he did win that the 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 uh, the Spring Sizzler at Stafford, and he'll be running that S- SRX race here in July. So. Uh, going to be interesting on on sunday so there's, there's a race almost every day of the week so um definitely got a lot to to look forward to and i'm looking forward to going back to bloomsburg with my dad um i know he's enjoyed it since they've been there um last year and you know now we have the all-star circuit of champions going there and now the world of outlaws late models so a lot going on and uh i'll i'll report back to you monday night and and fill you in on everything
1: Man, Kyle, that sounds great, my man. Especially you and your dad get to go and be together at a racetrack. Because trust and believe, it won't last forever, Kyle. And you better enjoy it while you got it. Hopefully, Monday night, I'll be able to say we got the ring Four a champions, Kyle, you have fun Thursday night. We'll talk about it Monday night, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank John with Fast Track and Bryce, for being part of the show tonight. Kyle, thanks a lot, man, as always. Appreciate it. Let that light shine, my friends. Thanks, Roddy.